0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Leigh with Consultant 360. Chronic hepatitis C virus, or HCV, affects approximately 3.2 million adults in the United States and is the leading cause of chronic liver disease, among other adverse outcomes. From the initial discovery of HCV in 1989, efforts have been underway to develop effective prevention methods and treatment options for those with chronic HCV infection. Recently published research has sustained the momentum of the past several decades of research efforts, as the first preventative vaccine regimen was tested in a clinical trial. Today, I'm joined by one of the authors from the study, Andrea Cox, who is the director of the Medical Scientist Training Program and a professor of medicine at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine in Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you for agreeing to speak with me today, Dr. Cox. Your study examined the effectiveness of a vaccine regimen to prevent chronic HCV infection in at-risk adults. What prompted this study? Hepatitis C
1: virus infects about 71 million people in the world and is actually a major cause of death. It is the leading cause of liver cancer and liver failure in the United States, and it is a serious cause of illness in many. And there are many infections in the world that we've managed to reduce the number of people dying from them through treatments and vaccinations, but hepatitis C mortality, meaning the number of people dying from it, actually has been increasing over time. And it and other forms of viral hepatitis are gradually overtaking other causes of death, and it is now one of the world's leading causes of death.
0: What is the current standard of care for preventing HCV infection in at-risk populations?
1: So in individuals at risk of hepatitis C virus infection, uh, there is not much that we have to prevent it. We have, really thanks to amazing work on the part of many researchers and clinicians, incredible treatments for hepatitis C. But the problem is that we don't really have an effective way of preventing new infections. So while those treatments are very important, so diagnosing people with hepatitis C and getting them to treatment is key, we can't reduce the total number of people infected if for every person we treat, a new person becomes infected. So what we have been seeing is the treatment for hepatitis C has increased dramatically, but unfortunately infection rates also increased dramatically particularly in the United States in the first 10 years of 2000 so between 2000 and 2010 so at this point the risk factors for hepatitis C it is a bloodborne illness so the major risk factor for acquisition of infection is through injection drug use but there have been cases with contaminated medical equipment It's very rarely transmitted through blood transfusion because the blood supply is so effectively screened, but there are many people who acquire hepatitis C in other countries through blood transfusions. It's possible to get it through tattooing or the sharing of razor blades or toothbrushes if those were used to... You know, brush the teeth of, tattoo or shave someone with hepatitis C. So we ask people to seek treatment for any uh, forms of drug use they have. We ask people to not share razor blades or toothbrushes if they're infected. And we are trying to diagnose everyone because if we reduce the number of people who have the infection, of course, it's harder for them to spread to others. But it is unfortunately in the list of diseases for which we do not have a vaccine. And really, vaccines have been shown time and again as the most effective way to prevent infections and to prevent death from infections.
0: The results of your study indicated that while there were no significant difference in the incidence of chronic HCV infection between the vaccine and placebo groups, the vaccine group had lower peak HCV RNA levels after infection, and T-cell responses were found in 78% of the vaccine group participants. What is the importance of this finding?
1: So I think it holds some promise. So what we see in vaccines is that there are diseases against which vaccination is a little bit easier. And then there are diseases that are very hard. And if you think about it, many of the diseases for which we do not have vaccines are those most adept at evading the human immune system. So for example, HIV is one of the harder pathogens There have been some efforts to generate a preventative HIV vaccine, but HIV is so good at evading the human immune response as is evidenced by the fact that it actually becomes a chronic infection in those it infects almost uniformly. In contrast, there are other infections where people are infected once, they control the infection, and then they have lifelong immunity. So those are probably the two ends of the spectrum with easy to get an immune response that protects and hard to get an immune response that protects. So hepatitis C is probably on the harder end of the spectrum because three quarters of the people infected become persistently or chronically infected. So it is quite adept at evading the human immune system. But unlike the previous trials and some other diseases, and uh, the HIV vaccine trials, for example, this vaccine did seem to pressure the virus in some way. It lowered the average peak level of virus detectable in individuals who were vaccinated compared to the peak level of virus in people who got the placebo. That suggests that the vaccine did mount some pressure on the virus And I think it's a positive signal that we could study to enhance the vaccine to not just pressure the virus, but to actually eradicate it. So while we didn't see what we hoped, which is that vaccinated individuals would clear the hepatitis C virus from their bodies and not be chronically infected, uh, we did see some evidence that the vaccine pressured. And I think we just need to amplify that pressure and hopefully generate vaccines that actually prevent chronic infection, because it's chronic infection that really results in the vast majority of disease caused by hepatitis C virus.
0: How do you hope the results of your study will impact the future of preventative medicine for HCV? I think it's really
1: important to realize that hepatitis C is again a major cause of illness throughout the world, particularly in the United States. We have big problems with this virus. So we have made some strides in treatment. We really like to see comparable strides in prevention. I think the study indicates that it is possible to generate a vaccine that modulates the course of hepatitis C. So while we need to do better, Designing more effective vaccines might enable us to create a vaccine that really prevents new people from becoming infected. And then when we treat people, the total number of people infected will decrease, as will the number of people dying of liver cancer and liver failure. So if we look at hepatitis B virus, which is also a cause of liver cancer, In the countries that implemented widespread hepatitis B vaccination, we've seen dramatic decreases in the rates of liver cancer. So where hepatitis B is the major cause of liver cancer, for example, in Taiwan, universal vaccination actually reduced liver cancer rates. So my hope is that vaccination to prevent hepatitis C will prevent liver failure and liver cancer and death but we can't really give up hope. This is the first vaccine that we ever tested in people who are at risk for hepatitis C. And while it certainly would have been great to see the very first vaccine we ever tried be perfect, that's not how most things work. Most drugs that get made, you know, there are improvements made to the drugs over time. So we're certainly not treating many diseases in the way that we were treating diseases 50 years ago. And I think vaccine development is often iterative like that as well, meaning we get a vaccine, then we might make a better vaccine, then we might even make a better vaccine than that. But the truth is that it's very rare for the very first thing you try to be as perfect as you can get. So I think the fact that there was some effect mediated by the vaccine gives us some hope that this is an achievable goal and we really just need to continue to use what we've learned about this virus this vaccine, as well as other vaccine platforms and strategies, such as those being used to combat COVID-19, I think that those all provide promise and hope for an improved hepatitis C vaccine that will really have a big impact
0: on global mortality. What are some next steps for research on vaccines for HCV infection?
1: As I mentioned, I think we're employing some novel strategies, including possibly encoding the envelope protein of hepatitis C, which is the target of neutralizing antibodies, Encoding the envelope protein in an mRNA vaccine such as those being used against COVID-19 would be one option. We're also investigating optimal strategies for inducing T cell responses as well as neutralizing antibody responses. For viruses that evade the human immune response and the antibodies uh, in particular, it's helpful to have a T cell component uh, that comes in and helps to eradicate the infection if it slips past antibodies. So that is something that we're really studying, how to optimize generation of good T cell responses against the virus as well. And I think we'll see some ideally new vaccines be tested and ultimately advanced to at-risk patient populations with hopefully better results showing that they protect against chronic infection. The only other thing maybe to note is that about half the people in the United States who have it are unaware that they have it. So everyone should be tested once and people who are at risk, like people who are injecting drugs, should be tested regularly for infection uh, because treatment is available. But obviously, if you don't know you have it, then you're not going to be able to seek treatment. So I think that's a really important point. I mean, that's really gonna need to be used in conjunction with development of a preventative vaccine to achieve the goals we have for elimination of hepatitis. The WHO set goals for global hepatitis elimination by the year 2030. And even before the pandemic, we were not on target to achieve those goals. And the pandemic has certainly made achievement of those goals harder. The reality is that we are going to have to think about not just treating our way out of an epidemic, but preventing new infections in order to achieve the WHO elimination goals. There are a lot of studies that are now showing that, as I said, if you take someone out of the pool of infected people, but someone new jumps in, you're not making any headway. And that's really what the data are showing, that the rates of new infections are still so high that even though we're treating people that... Even the people who are treated can unfortunately be infected again. So even the same person can go back into the infected pool. So I think we, you know, we really do need to think about strategies to reduce the incidence of infection and not just ways to treat chronic infection, which I think at this point are very advanced and and really outstanding.
0: Great. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you for taking the time to ask these great questions about
1: a really important infection that is not thought about as often as I think it probably should be, but to really improve human health and well being, this is something that we really need to think about advancing.